for this week, I am your host, Calvin Ferguson. Joining me is Tom Hyland. How are you doing, Tom? I'm very well, Calvin. How are you? Not too bad. Excited to take the reins of this podcast because you can't be arsed again this week. So, um, <laughs> I appreciate you you're calling me out. I'll take it this time. Yeah, Tom, Tom may slightly have had to bully me into doing this, but well. <laughs> um, also joining me is Casey. How are you doing, Casey? I'm doing good, man. Boys, we have news. I mean, it's like a week late because we couldn't record last week. <laughs> but Jimmy Butler has been traded. Give me some siren noises. Trade alert. Trade alert. I must say, long are the days when we used to do emergency podcasts. Yeah, um, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, if nobody, if you haven't seen this, it was Jimmy Butler and Justin Patton going to the um, uh, Philadelphia 76ers for Robert Covington, Dario Saric, and a 22. 20- 19 second round pick, I want to say. I think that was it. And, um, I think it was and, the first. No, second round. No, it was the second round, I think. But um, what was your what was your initial reactions? Oh, and sorry, and Jared Bayless. Jared yeah, Bayless. Yeah, I was going to say Jared. But Bayless. he's injured, so it doesn't really matter. He was just trade filler. Um, what was your initial reactions to the trade? Do you think it was? Do you think the Timberwolves got good value? Do you think the 76ers needed to make this trade? Hmm. You see, my first gut reaction was. Um, Damn, the Sixers just gave up two starters and got one back. Uh, I don't know how that's going to work for them. Uh, but then you look at like the normal uh, analysis of every NBA trade, and that's who got the better player uh, usually wins the trade. And the Sixers got the better player. So now they're like, they have a legit big three in the East and they're ready to compete with everyone. They have no depth and they have no shooting outside of JR Red, JJ Redick. Uh, so uh, I think they're gonna struggle a bit more. Uh, I hope they aren't done making moves, uh, but I think they're gonna struggle for some time before they figure it out. They're gonna be good in the playoffs because depth uh, isn't as big a factor then, but uh, uh, I think for now they will struggle. They have Wilson Chandler playing, uh, the power forward and i mean he's good but i mean what's he gonna what's he gonna bring so i think the sixers will struggle but they did win the trade because they got butler and i love this trade for the for minnesota because they've got everything they wanted they have young guys they've got shooting uh they've got defense in covington and uh they've got so much potential and now everyone can gel because everyone's young and happy and it's great for minnesota it's to be seen for philly but promising. Um, I was kind of a lot in favor of the trade for both sides. Um, I kind of sort of thought it made sense for the Sixers just because they weren't having the best season um, so far. I mean, people, I think, projected them to do a little bit better than they've been doing so far. So they maybe actually did need to make a move anyway Um, because obviously Saric wasn't having the best seasons and neither was Covington. But... What I do Covington, think Covington was playing okay to be fair. Sarge Sarge wasn't, but uh Yeah. I yeah, guess sorry. I guess like the loss of Covington is, is quite big. Like I guess you're right. Um but also like what I kinda of thought is they they've kind of given up Covington and they're placed for something else. Um like before Covington was obviously that kind of knockdown three point cheering guy that plays really good defense. And obviously like you've got that from Jimmy Butler, but at the same time you don't really have maybe the three-point shooting that you would have had. So I think the Sixers, like you said, Casey, are going to have to get used to playing a little bit differently. Um, like we, We've had, that, obviously, a bit of a 
quite a small sample size in that game against the Magic um, last night. And what I kind of saw a lot was like Joel Embiid, and I know he does take like a, a decent amount of threes, but it felt like he was kind of the guy they're now looking for on on the line, along with Redick. Um, like it kind of reminded me of that time when we um, Butler got traded last year, and where we said like, "Oh, who's the best um, three point shooter on the Timberwolves?" Because like we didn't actually consider Jimmy Butler to be to be that good from the three point line, and he, and he isn't really. But like I think it is a different way. I think. Also, um, when it comes down to winning games, Jimmy Butler's a lot more valuable player to have. Like he's a guy that yeah. can obviously like get to the line, like um, make a play when you need to, and that, that's kind of the, the guy the Sixers have been missing for like quite a while. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, on the Timberwolves side, I think it, I think it's good. Um, it kind of allows them now just to put all emphasis on Towns, I guess. Um, Wiggins, I don't really know what's going to happen, I guess. Oh, now Wiggins looks got... rejuvenated. Wiggins dumped <laughs> on Nikola Mertic and kicked him in the dick at the same time. It was awesome. <laughs> it, was, it was the best play ever. Yeah. I guess we need to like turn this question around, though, Cal. And, like, now you've got rid of Jimmy Butler and you've now got both Saric and, and Covington. And, and before you do, I kind of want to say, like, we kind of know that... Um, uh, Tom Thibodeau isn't the biggest fan of um, big white foremen, um, as Bielitsa <laughs> d- didn't really play last year and is now having a rejuvenated season. So I don't really yeah. know what's going to happen with Sarge now. Sarge, Sarge didn't look very comfortable coming off the bench last night, but I don't know. I mean, they they have basically traded one really good rotation player for two decent rotation players, and I thought it actually made them look. It made their starters anyway. It made them seem like they make a lot more sense now to me. It just kind of simplifies their offense. Teague looked good last night because he had the ball a bit more. Then Wiggins, I don't know. He's secretly having not a bad season. Like His his shooting numbers are not great, but from three, he's been shooting pretty well. Uh, but most importantly, Cat. I mean, Cat's, you know, he's not having to, you know, argue with jimmy during time is or whatever it is so it's just it's his team like i mean we the, we go as far as he is gonna take us basically but um yeah i thought i mean they needed to make this trade like it was a long time coming uh, you see the thing with sorry 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 i just had to jump in he should be starting yo he's more talented than taj gibson you know i know ta- uh taj no, 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 but you, is- you can't you can't start like Cat and Sarge, like, can you? It would just be an open lane to the rim on every single pick and roll. Like, they, they're they're not great defensively. They so have I, I one defender on that team in Covington, and that's it. And Tash, Tash defense, and and Tyce Jones is all right, but yeah, it's too no. small. But yeah, I mean, like, until yeah, defensively they haven't given anything up. Like, they're not going to be any worse because Robert Covington is really good, you know, deflections and steals or whatever. Uh, but, yeah. Um, no, I mean, I just, I mean, offensively, yeah, simplifies things. Hopefully that'll make some difference. But, I mean, mostly you're just getting rid of Jimmy's ego because he did <laughs> not want to be there. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it was a good, a good time to move on. And they've done it, so can't be mad. My, what I'm interested in from the 76ers side of thing is how quickly does Marco Fultz cry because um, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Butler abuses him. It's already that, happened. Did you not see the the tweet? The way, no, um, <laughs> where Jimmy Butler was already having a go, like in the, in the something like the layup line or something, having a go at Jimmy Butler. He's just like, just shoot the ball or something. Uh, like, so, someone caught him like mouthing <laughs> oh, it. 
So, uh, that's sad though, because I mean, Markel Fultz is. If you watched any of him in college, like that's not him now, and I feel like it's more mental than physical right now for him. And if you get a bully, like if you get someone like Butler bullying him, you know, that's just gonna make things worse. So, you know, I hope Butler doesn't get on him too much, but you know, I I also think Butler's gonna get on him like within the next week or so once he realizes that he's probably a bust. So So I feel yes. like this is this is a nice transition into my uh next segment that I've come up with, which is how broken are these things? I'm gonna give you three uh tiers of brokenness and you gotta tell me how broken they are, right? So the three tiers are one. Karis LeVert, ankle broken. Looks bad, oh. but should be fine soon. <laughs> no, number two, Paul oh, George. Paul George's leg. Number two, Paul George's <laughs> leg broken. Looks pretty bad, but he'll be okay eventually. And number what? three, Gordon Gordon Hayward leg. That shit nasty. Oh, come um, on, man. So, so the first what? one. How broken is this thing? Michael Phillips' wanna... shot. Oh, Which my God. <laughs> I'm in shock, yo. Hey, tap out. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you doing? I love this segment. Please just answer. Hey, please, some lube before you hit us with this, man. Like, <laughs> okay, Marco Fultz is shot. Tier one. So you're going Karis LeVert, Paul Ka- George. Karis LeVert is tier three, yeah? No, no, Karis LeVert is tier one. And so the okay. worst is Gordon Hayward, tier three. Tier three okay. Oh, yeah. Shouldn't Paul George's be worse than Gordon Hayward's? I didn't think about that, but he made it back and he was okay eventually. Gordon Hayward hasn't been so far. That's my that's my reasoning. Yeah, but you, you got to give him time, Cal. Come on now. Yeah, yeah, but what, sh- shut up. It's my game, right? <laughs> <laughs> call, it, call, call it, replace Gordon Hayward with... Uh, like Derek Kevin Rose Ware. or something. Or Derek Rose, yeah. D no, Rose we'll, is Ke- we'll go Kevin Ware, because Kevin Ware was fucking awful. Or awful. Kobe. Oh, Kobe oh, would be a lot better. Yeah. No, fuck Kobe. We're not, no. <laughs> We're not going to call me. Right, Kevin Ware. Watch right. tongue, young man. <laughs> anyway, right, how broken is Marco Fultz's shot? One, two, or three? Two, I think. So you're going... Uh, I, I'm going three. It feels like... Uh, did you see the video of Marco Fultz shooting a free throw and he shoots two different free throws? Yeah. The one where well, the he pumped Yeah, yeah. That, that was what inspired this game. It makes no that sense. Is... Like, I mean, surely he'll work out. Like, he's like, what, only tw- 20, 21 or something? Right, like, yeah, he's super young. Like, you know what the really, actually. the really weird thing is. See if you like watch him play. If he dribbles into like a pull-up shot, it's fine. It looks absolutely okay. Yeah. Um, same in warm-ups. If he's doing these dribble moves, you know, a couple of dribbles to his right, a couple of dribbles to his left, and then pulls up into it, it's smooth, it's fluid. He gets good height on it. But if he's, if he's, if it's a set shot, if he's, you know, at the free throw line or if he's trying to shoot it from three, it's just so awkward. So I feel like it just must be mental. Because, mm-hmm. like, because the thing is, when he's doing these dribble moves and then pulling up into it, you're just not thinking about it as much as when you're just standing there, you receive the ball and then trying to shoot it up. Yeah. So I feel like it's, it must all be mental now. Yeah, his coach called it the yips. And yeah. I don't know how you, like, I don't understand why. Uh, but I also, unfortunately, don't think it's going to get any better uh, because I think the pressure that comes with being the number one overall pick and then facing the 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 fact that you might be a bust, I just don't see how he gets over it because short of Markel Fultz averaging 17 points a game, uh, 
with five assists and who knows what. Everyone's going to call him a bust. And I think he knows this. And now he's overthinking everything. Because, yeah, Callum, you're right. I don't think it is physical. Because he can... He, his motion, like, seems fine when he's on the move. So, like, I, I don't know. Maybe momentum. Maybe if there's momentum, he can, like, yeah. push through uh, some pain if there is pain. So, with momentum, he can push through. And when he's set, he has to go through... Uh, uncomfortable motion. I don't know if that's what it is, but if it's mental, then uh, they they need to like take care of him. They maybe send him to the G League, but that would be PR nightmare. Yeah. Uh, but but like just do something to like get let him get his confidence back before sticking him on like in, on an NBA stage in front of everyone to like well, dissect I, I guess- him. I guess that was the idea with putting him in the starting lineup, right? Wasn't it, you know, to try and give him his confidence back? Like, we have faith that you'll be, you know, good, like, and, eventually. Like, we'll let you work through some shit, but, like, you're, you're going to be fine. But then now they put him back onto the bench. I guess he's, you know, coming off the bench as kind of lead ball handler. Maybe that helps. But, yeah, to me, it's a regression for him mentally. Yeah, well, I, I, it's, it's a shame. And I think them taking him out of the starting lineup now is a statement uh, that they're moving past him. Uh, I think, I don't know, maybe I might be reading into it too much, but I think this is them saying, uh, okay, we're going to accept that Markel Fultz is uh, not our our future going forward, and we're just going to stick with what we have. Uh, which, if you look at it, means the process, other than Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, who are like, amazing picks and Joel Embiid missed two seasons uh two and a half seasons Ben Simmons missed one all their other process picks have been busts like Okafor Noel Carter Williams uh who else am I missing like I think that's the it, process yeah. yeah the process hasn't been great you know yeah I mean you got Embiid so that's great I guess I guess that's the only thing I mean you get you have Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and I mean I guess it's Jimmy Butler tangentially like I mean Robert yeah. Covington was part of that there's also and an so argument so Dario Saric like they you know they they're two parts of the process or, you know drafted in the process and they've been traded for Jimmy Butler like I guess that's another part of it but I, I don't know sorry what were you going to say Tom? Um, I was just going to say that like when we're talking about the two draft picks like they were kind of picking weak drafts I kind of think even though like Noel technically should have been like the first pick in that draft, but they managed to get him at like fourth or something. But um, sixth, I think, wasn't it? Because traded... yeah, he was injured yeah. as well. Yeah, he would have been first. And I remember like Anthony yeah. Bennett was number one in that draft. Do you know what I was thinking the other day? Imagine last year if Danny Ainge hadn't somehow swindled the 76ers out of, uh, you know, if he hadn't traded down and the Celtics had taken Marco Fultz first, and then the 76ers had gotten Jason Tatum. No, no, you see, no, Marco Fultz see, the will be, thing is, Marco Fultz will be an all-star by now. <laughs> see, the thing is, I think Danny Ainge is too smart. I think Danny Ainge saw it right through it. He was never going to pick Fultz. I am 100% convinced that there yeah. was no chance of him picking Fultz. He always if saw anything, Tatum was he might have picked. Yeah, yeah, it's true. If, like, worst case, if he didn't pick uh, Tatum, he might have uh, picked Ball. But Ball wanted to be a Laker, so it was always going to be Tatum. Uh, so I, I think he just he was smart to trade down. But I mean, before he got an extra pick too. 
before like this Jimmy Butler trade, like the things you you would list in someone who'd be perfect to go alongside Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, it was Jason Tatum. Like, oh, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. They could yeah. have had him. Uh, it's it's just a, a massive what if to me. Like especially with what's happened with Mark Fultz, like it's just he's not really. But then uh, would would uh, Tatum have? Because remember Tatum, we only realized how good Tatum was because Gordon Hayward got hurt. And then Kyrie got hurt uh, right before the playoffs. But if he had been on the the Sixers, this was that would have been the year where Embiid was finally establishing himself, and Simmons was doing the same as well. So I don't know. Actually, no, 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 no. Simmons doesn't pass, uh, doesn't shoot. So yeah, Tatum would have might have even been better. I just like contradicted myself in the same like. <laughs> Do you guys um, do you guys think the process is over? That's kind of something I've been seeing a lot recently. They're saying, right, okay, now the Sixers are on the clock, like they they don't have time now to like. Well, I guess it was kind of over two seasons ago when they're not in the lottery. Well, I mean, last season they were in the in the lottery, but they're not yeah. anymore. And I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know how many more picks they have like coming up. I, I think they're kind of running out now, um, but I don't have it in front of me, so I can't really like tell you. But do you think like? This is the process over. Do you think the, the Sixers are now on the clock now that they have Jimmy Butler? I think they're in win-now mode, certainly. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. the Jimmy Butler trade is evidence of that. Yeah. Because they've kind of... Which is which is the right thing to do. Like, you've got two top 20 players in Ben Simmons and, and Joel Embiid. Like, it, they should be just going out all out. Like, it's, it's easy enough to kind of sit back and go, oh, you know what, Let we'll let everyone kind of grow together and we'll see what happens. But you don't know. You just, you just don't know. Like, maybe someone gets injured down the line. I think you have to try and win now. If you have yeah. those two guys, so I think they yeah. they are trying to win now, and they should be. I think it's the right move. Like who knows what will happen, but the fact that they're trying is a good sign. I think, or is the yeah. correct move. Yeah, they have like they have superstar. They have stars. They're like, but now they're very top heavy. You know, so I hope they can sign another shooter like they did at the end of last year, and I think that would make them legitimate. Uh, I mean, well, they're already contenders, uh, and so they should be in win-now mode, which they are. Uh, but I think they need one more piece, like a shooter wherever he is, uh, to really make them complete, at least coming off the bench. So uh, they're in win-now mode, but, you know, we'll, how well they can win. I mean, it's... It's it's a it's a top like I guess they'll be fine because obviously you've got Ben Simmons, Drobby, both like pretty young players, um, like I guess, and then they've obviously got like a maybe a two year window if they do re-sign Jimmy Butler, which I I don't know. It's way too early to tell right now whether he's going to do that or not, because um, I just checked he's got a player option at the end of this year, so that means yeah, he. he- could- which he's going to decline deny. that. Yeah, he's yeah. Gonna, like absolutely going to decline. They, he wants to be from what it from reports, it sounds like they've got an agreement that they'll sign him to five year max. Right. What? That <laughs> that kind of puts them in a, a place where they either where they don't well they have to somehow work out some way of re-signing Ben Simmons then because his but that's contract, fine because you you have his bird rights, so that that's not an issue. Yeah, you can go over the cap to yeah. resign. Yeah, but, but that caps you well out. That means you've got to play Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler, and a load of scrubs. Which, like, that, that's not great. But I they have think. plenty of young players, though. I, I feel like that's... I feel like, I, I, again, if you have those three players, you can make it work. Like, there will yeah. be guys who want to come and play with you. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. They 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 will be able to attract uh, players. I don't know if I'd give Butler. How old is Butler? He's thirty, right? Twenty nine, but yeah, twenty nine. That's tough. Because yeah, I don't to know get, if I'd give him a five year yeah, deal, yeah. yo. I wouldn't. I, I'd give him a two year deal, maybe three. Do you think yeah, any team someone, would give him a five year deal? Someone would. Someone would, but I don't see. He's like one of these players that you have to pay. You know, like. You have to pay him, but is he really worth it? And I don't think Jimmy Butler is quite that like top tier type player. You know, he's like he's going to be making what like forty something million in his fifth year of his contract if he gets a max deal. Which is I mean, Blake crazy. Griffin. Blake Griffin got his five year deal last year when he was twenty eight, and like this year now, if he, if Jimmy Butler gets one when he'll technically be. I think thirty when he gets it. That takes him to yeah, age thirty. That takes him to age thirty-five, like on a, the last year of a, a five-year deal. That's just not going to work, like for the Sixers if they ever really want. Like it gives them maybe a window of what two years, where Ben Simmons like probably coming into his prime. Joel Embiid, if healthy, also still in his prime, I guess. Like that gives them a two-year window. Do you think like that's something the Sixers are are happy to happy to bank on? If if Simmons gets a jump shot, yeah. I mean, if Simmons doesn't, then they're screwed. Like, really, I mean, they, really but they screwed. Come on, but they could make the finals this year. I mean, like, it's they, not inconceivable that they could. And then they could get yeah. better this summer. And then they could, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like this puts them in a position to be really successful. And that's but how would all, they that's get better you ask. in the summer? Sign some they don't have... guy. Sign, sign some guy to a minimum. Like, you know, I mean, you, you can pick all up right, little pieces yeah. here, here yeah. and there, but. Um, yeah, I, I'm I also I'm also not sure, Tom, that he would be on that forty million one. I'm not sure he's eligible for the supermax because okay. uh, he's not on the team that drafted him, and he's he was traded uh, not on his original contract. So I don't oh, yeah. I, I don't think he yeah. can get that full supermax thing. I think he's just on the max. Yeah, um, he'd get a uh, one ninety million from yeah, the, yeah. five years one ninety from the Sixers or. 140 from anyone else so how much yeah. is that that's like 27 million a year or something something like that yeah yeah, yeah. it's okay. it's it's a lot anyway but it's not quite the full um full max right. um anyway so on to the next round of oh we're still playing broken, this game how broken I forgot is this, this horrible terrible <laughs> starting game <laughs> how broken is this thing durant and draymond's friendship on a scale oh, of Karis oh. LeVert, Paul George, or Gordon Hayward, how broken is this thing? <laughs> um, it's definitely Karis LeVert. Well, actually, I don't know. I, I don't want to read into this way too much because obviously we had no, we had absolutely no clear, or no clear, no clue that Kevin Durant was going to leave Oklahoma last year, like or not last year, the other year when he left, um, because everyone thought he was going to re-sign with the Thunder, and I, I know that a lot is pointing away to him, like moving away. But I don't want to read into way too much these days. I still feel like the Warriors are by far and away the, the favourites to win the, the whole championship. And I think it's just a small thing when it's sort of like two like very, very good players who just want perfection from each other. Um, I think Draymond is the kind of character that's always trying to get the best out of all the players that he's playing around. And it is just probably like a passion thing more than anything. Um, so I'm, I'm going to just put it down to a um, Karis Levert injury. You know, I really disagree with that. Did you see that new thing with the lip reading, uh, whatever, 
uh, they they got like some people to read lips, and then apparently Durant was saying, uh, "This is why I'm out of here." After yeah. uh, Draymond had brought up his uh, contract, which is like, I mean, first of all, Draymond bringing up his contract—that's uh, kind of a low move. I mean, just let that go. Uh, and I, I mean, think it's fair though, because Durant Durant could have signed a three or four year deal this summer. Like, it's his fault that they have this drama, that they have this thing hold, held over their head. So I think it's fine for Draymond to say, like, it's your fucking fault. Like, if you want to, like, you know, if you want to bitch about whatever else, then fucking sign that deal, and then like we don't have to deal with this. Like, I think that's okay. Like, I th- I think he's well within his rights to say that kind of thing. I I don't know. I I feel like that's kind of crossing you know it's i mean deal with that in the off season but like to throw someone's contract in especially someone that you want to keep at least he should want to keep durant you know that's like in terms of like as a smart thing to say that was a very dumb thing to say you know like if you're if you're attacking someone because they haven't signed a long-term deal and you're attacking them that they might be leaving that's like probably the best way to get them angry enough to leave you know, so I don't think it was smart, and I think it was a bit low, and I do think Draymond deserved that suspension that he got. Uh, this is sort of, I think, the Warriors kind of uh, saying to Durant, yo, we've got your back, please resign with us. Uh, but I think he's going to leave, so I'm going to put it at a uh, Kevin Ware level. Ooh. I, I, Ooh. I, I think it's not going to get irre- irreparable. No, no, I think the thing is, I think uh, it won't harm them, like, in terms of, like, they're both professionals. They're both going to probably win the championship this year. But I think this is going to be one of those things that Durant keeps with him. You know, like, Durant can be petty. He had, like, all his uh, fake accounts, like, arguing with teenagers online, you know. So Durant has that history. So I think he's going to hold this in like the dark recesses of his mind. And then when free agency comes, he's going to be like, oh, remember that one time where Draymond was mean to me? I think I'm going to leave now, you know? So Can I, just I, I say think this it's was, irreparable. This was almost avoidable because like, I mean, the whole thing came from Draymond turning it over at the end of that game, right? But I mean, it was very, very close. Egadala was cutting and I think Draymond was trying to look to get him the ball. And if he'd just like been a split second quicker with that decision um, and got Egadala the ball, it would have been the layup. They win the game. Um, None of this would ever have happened. Or also, if Steve Kerr had called a timeout, which he didn't, but if he'd Steve um, Kerr had called a timeout and they could have advanced the ball and drawn up a play with Durant, this also wouldn't have happened. All um, wrong. And no. just give the ball to Kevin Durant. Like, no, I get Draymond that, but like, but I'm, like, no, I, no, I agree, I agree, I agree. But like, if if Draymond had just managed to make that pass, like, you don't hear Durant complaining about it. You know what I mean? Like, if they get the way layup and win the game, then yeah, well done, great, good decision, Draymond. I'm I'm not convinced he was trying to pass. I think he was trying to drive all the way. He was trying to go coast to coast, and they just got in his way, and he fell down. If he was, because I. I actually didn't see uh, Iguodala cutting. And if he was trying to get Iguodala the pass, then maybe there's an argument there. But I didn't see that. I just yeah. thought he was he lost his mind and decided to play hero ball. No, Iguodala, Kevin Iguodala, Durant was on fire. It was Ig- crazy. Iguodala had the guy on his hip, so he was like just behind him. So then I think there was like a split second where the pass could have been made. I mean, it would have been difficult, but, you know, Tremont's a good enough passer. I feel like he could have done it, but... Yeah, it was certainly not. Uh, th- I mean, I think the smart move definitely would have been to give it to Durant there, but I'm, I'm just saying it, this, this was avoidable. <laughs> yeah, you're right. 
But this gives me like this is one of the things I was curious about, like what you guys think, because let's say Kevin Durant leaves. Right. And uh, is Draymond Green a max player? Do you think? Mm, no. On another, on another team, maybe. On another, I, I think he's not in any case. But yeah, go ahead. I mean, like, I just think that this. When I say that, I kind of just feel like your own team might not offer you a max, but there's also there's always plenty of teams like bottom feeders who are like quite happy to pay you that money just because they have it. And like, we are also. Is it this year that Draymond's due a max? Am I right? Uh, yeah, he would be. He would be resigning. There are so many teams this year who are who can offer players a max contract. Like, I think we're going to have another year, like a few years ago, where like Mozgov got like a massive contract. That we're going to we're going <laughs> to have like I think we're going to have a very similar year to that because there are just so many teams with cap space. So like it could be that maybe Draymond does get offered a max, like from. Not- but Spe- spe- speaking, it. yeah, speaking of people who are going to age out of a contract badly, like I mean, he's he's not going to look good at the end of that, though. Yeah, well, he, yeah. he he's a good player for what he does well. So like, he's I, perfect I'm, for that system. Yeah, and for what they do. But like in terms of value for another team, if they don't have the players around him, like they do in Golden State, I just don't think he looks great. Like he'd be great in like a team like Toronto or Boston. But like any other team where he just doesn't have those complementary players, he'd he'd kind of really struggle, I think, just because he's not he's not a guy that's gonna like make you make a play for you or, or do anything else really. Like he's just like a guy that plays very good defense, knocks down shots when he needs to, like make makes the right play because he's playing with like great players and knows when to look for them. Like he knows that he he like can drive wherever and he knows he's gonna have Kevin Durant or one of Kevin Durant, Steph Curry or Clay Thompson just sitting there in the corner that he can just yeah. kick it out to. Like he he's got maybe the easiest job in the world. Let's be totally honest here. But like <laughs> So So you think if uh Durant goes up to the front office and is like, yo, I'm re signing on one condition, you get rid of Draymond, you think the Warriors do it? Ooh, I don't think that'd be Durant that I think they make, do. I mean, you would. You would. You yeah, have. Would, it's it's would. Kevin Durant, but like, <laughs> oh man, he would not be popular. That would be the. I mean, can you imagine Steph and Clay being like? Can yeah. you imagine them oh, being yeah. there? That like, I mean. Oh yeah, that's true. I hadn't even thought of that. I was just thinking about it like one on one, but like Steph and Clay and the rest of the guys would just hate him after that. Yeah, because like, I mean, was it not another thing that was reported? Draymond said, "Was we won here before you? Like, we don't need you." <laughs> I, mean, which, I mean, he's not wrong. Like, I, I they, they, oh, they need him. Oh my God, do they need him? Like, uh, they... but, but he's not wrong. They did, they did win before. Like, yeah, but the whole league, I feel, has got better since then. So I don't think it'd be as easy. Harrison Barnes, yo, the real MVP of that team. Hey, and that's just... 73, <laughs> 73 win, Harrison Barnes, to you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Thank you for correcting me, man. But, uh, like, back in the day when Andre Iguodala won Finals MVP. Oh man, that was, that was such bullshit. Can we just all agree that like that was the most bullshit MVP? That, that should have been LeBron's. There's uh, no yeah. way. <laughs> he got he got it for he got it for guarding LeBron, even though LeBron took them to six games and averaged like forty points. Like, come on now, like what are we doing? I'm I'm also, but I'm not down for giving MV, a Finals MVP to a losing team though. I'm like, not usually, but no one no one in Golden State deserved it last year that year and. 
LeBron's second best player was Matthew Delavadova. Like, come on now. Hey, Just good, good for you. Next time, win. You know, like <laughs> I'm not gonna. They reward. won two games. <laughs> I don't know how it would have looked these days as well. Like I, I know that Jerry West didn't Jerry West win it, even though they lost. Like when they played, very first, he was the first and only guy to win um, Finals MVP when they lost. But like, can you imagine? Can you imagine? They ever like, gave out MVP Finals MVP? Yeah, he won it. Can you imagine what it would look like though? Like LeBron, obviously, like just carrying away while the other team celebrates, just holding his finals MVP trophy. But we would look back and go, my God, LeBron had an amazing series with that garbage team. He definitely deserved that. Yeah. Like, you look at the the Iguodala one go, what what the hell were we thinking? Like, I mean, either it should have been Steph, but he had a pretty bad, well, not a bad series, but it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. great. I think he averaged like 22 or something like that. Like, it was fine, but... Yeah, Iguodala is such an interesting player, man. Like, I think he's the kind of guy that would be, and I'm not just saying this because like I saw him take a timeout the other day, but like I kind of feel like Iguodala would be like an amazing, or might be a a pretty good coach in the future, just because yeah. like he's the kind of he's guy. He's so smart, and he's been every single role on a team. Like he's been yeah. the last guy on a bench. He's been the best player on a team. He's been a Finals MVP. He's been wait, like, wait, on wait, a title wait. winner. He's been um, and he's now he's a guy where he's like a good rotation player. So he's been. When was Iguodala the last man off a bench? When he was like a rookie or something. To be fair, he was no, he was still reasonably yeah. decent. But okay. I mean, he, but I know maybe he was, on like, Team USA, Team USA, he wasn't oh, true, like, getting true. that much time. So yeah, you're right, you're right. He had an awesome dunk in that in 2012, the Olympics. I always remember that. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. Moving on to the next. Uh, the next one, and how broken is this thing? Oh Carmelo Anthony's career. <laughs> how broken is this, oh, this thing? This is gone. This is just... <laughs> there's no chance. This what is like, career, this is like Phil Jackson's career. It's gone. Hey, Nothing's hey, he's ever going to happen. He's going to get some solid minutes off the bench for the Shandong Sharks. <laughs> so, <you know? laughs> the Shandong Sharks. I don't even know if that's a team. This is something. Shanghai Sharks. The Rockets oh, haven't officially waved him. Is yet, that racist? I think that was probably racist. Apologies to any Chinese listeners that we have. It wasn't racist. You could have said that you get solid minutes for our BBL team, but no one would have said it. Aye, true. Okay. You can come off the bench for the Rocks. over that, Tom. Right. <laughs> Glasgow Rocks could do with um, coming on Anthony right now. Uh, some some bench scoring, he'd probably make you worse. <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, but seriously, I mean, is is Carmelo gonna land anywhere, or is is, is he done? I mean, uh, sorry, he's not officially be, he's not officially been dropped by the Rockets yet, but by all accounts, he's he probably in his last be. game. But like, their problems aren't all based on him. Like, they're just putting all the blame on him. Yeah, I I agree with that. I I think I think it's like really unfair how they're treating Melo. To be honest, I mean. They did go and sign him, and they did know what they were getting when they signed him. So now that they're playing bad through no fault of his, he's just doing what they brought him in to do. I, I mean, he's not doing it well, but, you know, they, now all of a sudden, oh, we're playing so bad, so let's get rid of Melo. I'm like, what? No. You, you the front office messed up by not re-signing Trevor Ariza because they didn't want to pay luxury tax. Uh, and then they didn't really add anyone else to the team. And Eric Gordon's been hurt. And CP3 and James Harden could play better, to be honest. So it's not just Melo. Melo is a big part. Uh, and I think they're, 
like treating him bad, but you know, it's it's broken. I don't see any team giving him. I bet he really regrets not going to Miami though. Yeah, because he probably Harden, better there. Harden's on a fat year, man. He just alternates between being in shape and out of shape every couple of years. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> so this is a fat year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fat year, I like that. <laughs> he won. He won MVP. Went out. Just like partied all summer, got fat, and then this come back, and you know you can see it. You can tell. And Harden's got a big chest, yo. Like he's got like a big he's... booty. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Is he still dating yeah. a Kardashian? I've no. Nah, idea. You're asking nah, the wrong person there. <laughs> I was uh, ready to drop the Kardashian curse there, but no, no, because is that not Tristan Thompson's? Uh, yeah, uh, partner. No, he, is he not dating was, an, no, he's dating another one of them. How many of I them are there's there? A bit, there's a bit oh, there's a like, is there like fifteen of these Kardashian girls? There's just like twenty-five <laughs> clones who just go out and date NBA players. I don't know. Like, oh, have you listened to? This is absolutely off-topic here. Have you listened to? Um, Bill Simmons did a podcast with I can't even remember who the name of the guy was, but he he seems he seemed to just be like a guy that knew all the NBA players from like the clubs, and like he talked about how there was like these girls who like know exactly what all the yeah. players are <laughs> being paid. Scouting report. Yeah, no, like looks at their scouting report, like knows how much they're getting paid. So like only goes up to the players who like are just about to sign a max or something. Yeah, it, I thought it, that was, it was hilarious. It was, it was, it, he was saying that they were leaning over to each other and going, oh no, he's on his rookie scale deal. <laughs> <laughs> these, these girls have oh, got their priorities straight, that's what I'll oh, say. Oh man, that's awesome. Hey yo, more power to them, they're doing the research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, probably, they probably did more research than we did, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they listen to the pod, shout out if you do. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Girls. Um... <laughs> Hit me up, yo. I made like twenty pounds last week, so you know. <laughs> I've uh, I've seen some people throw out the idea of Melo going back to the Knicks and helping them to tank for Zion Williamson for one year, and then retire as a Knicks legend just because he managed to get them the first pick. <laughs> any team, that any team that's tanking needs to sign Melo right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. You should but go to Cleveland with Kevin Love. Yeah, my God, they're a mess. They're so bad. They're like really, really bad. People also, people are like shutting down Colin Sexton right now. If you see his averages, it's something like set. Like he's averaging like seventeen point nine points a game. And I know it's a terrible team, but like at the same time, like they're, they're giving this cut this guy some slack at the same time. Okay, it's not that high. It's twelve point nine point like. <laughs> but some like or, or sometimes like his last his last five games or something were like he's he was averaging like seventeen point nine and something. Imagine. Man, what win a game and then I'll care. Like I just yeah. Well, what is their record right now? Ugh. I mean, like not good. Whatever Eesh. it is, not good. Um, right. So uh, I think we're we're done with. Um, I think the, the unprecedented success that is um, how broken is this thing, Carl, which will I'm definitely never, come I'm back. never letting you host again. <laughs> <laughs> that was a it's great a idea. Pretty, I've been, like, I've been sitting on that all week. I've been looking forward to it. Um, um, it says so much. It says yeah. so much. <laughs> so la- last night, um, 
uh, LeBron passed uh, Wilt Chamberlain for fifth all time in the scoring list, having a 44-point game against the Trailblazers. Um, quick aside, I feel like the Lakers have played the Trailblazers about seven times already this season. Maybe more. Weird. I don't know what the are doing. But um, anyway, but I, I, it, what struck me was that five out of the top six scorers of all time uh, are Lakers, which was wild to four. me. Or sorry, four. no, five. Five no, of no, the played to the Lakers because Carmelo played at the very end of his career. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So KC, I want you to ri- rank the top five Lakers out of the top six scorers of all time. We're not giving time oh. to this. Come on. No, oh, dude. Oh, give us it. Give us it quickly. Give us it quickly. Where? What are the names? It's uh, LeBron, Kobe, uh, Kareem, Magic. Wilt, and Kareem no, and Mag- Magic's not in it. So it's Carmelo oh. and LeBron, Wilt, uh, Kareem, and Kobe. Okay. Um, not as players, as Lakers. I want you to write the Lakers. Oh, as Lakers. Yeah, as Lakers. All right. Oh, that's easy. Uh, give me Kobe, uh, Kareem. Uh, uh, hmm. Okay, Wilt, he brought us uh, one ring, uh, LeBron, and then Malone. Yeah, I think that's a great decision. I want to see where you put LeBron. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not I'm not overhyping him yet until he brings us that ring next year. Fair enough. Um, right, I'm going to run we it. talk about how Wilt played against, like, farmers and carpenters and... <laughs> <laughs> And, and how like any any of his milestones really should be considered with that much acclaim, apart from the Will, apart, from, apart, from, apart from sleeping with ten thousand women, we'll give him that one. But, hey, that's man, try, I'm, I'm all in in the conspiracy theory that he was gay and it was a massive cover. Like <laughs> I'm all in in the theory. But that sounds like where that is this about, conspiracy it's coming like, from? It's, it's like I, if know, I heard someone say in a podcast once, and I was like, "This is so true." Like he was just always boasting about how many women he'd slept with, and like I don't know. Apparently, he was a he was a bachelor his whole life, never married. So you know, like I, I mean, that 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 sounds pretty legit. Like if you're like lying about sleeping with women, they're like, "Yo, I slept with so many yeah. women. I've slept with like ten thousand yeah. women." He ran. I mean, he, ra- he ran about with men in tight shorts all day. Like you know, like. I, nah. I, mean, nah. <laughs> I don't know i i don't have enough information to comment but i will say that like scoring 100 points even if you're playing against a bunch of scrubs is damn near impossible to do so we got to give him credit for that and averaging 50 rebounds like it doesn't matter who you're playing 50 points not 50 rebounds 50 points my bad uh yeah like it doesn't matter who you're playing. That's as hard to do by yourself. Like in the gym by yourself is hard to do. So, uh, I mean, props to Wilt. Wilt was a beast. And I, think, Cal- I, think I've, I think I've shared my thoughts on Wilt's in this pod. On Wilt, uh, on F's, start that again. I think I've shared my thoughts on Wilt in this podcast before. So I want to show some respect. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want to try and like again try and like bring Will down because obviously I, I agree the hundred points thing and averaging that amount is is incredible no matter like who you're playing against but like there are I think people that have come out and said that like rebounds back then were counted like even when you like tipped the ball so like rebounds were kind of inflated so like you you'll see like Will's stats or whatever and it says he averaged some like thirty rebounds or something a game. But like that's kind of counting like tip balls as well, 
Also, so. he was playing against six foot two like shop <laughs> employees. Like, yeah, that as well. Where is all this Wilt hate coming from, yo? Like, man, I'm I'm getting uncomfortable. You know, he was a Laker legend, and you guys just out here trashing Laker greatness just because we're proving to you time and time again how amazing we can be by having. It- do you know what I was? I was kind of getting sucked into this. LeBron might be better than MJ stuff last year, and I don't know what it is. But over the summer, I've completely flipped the other way. Anyone it's who says that LeBron LeBron is better than Michael Jordan just hasn't walked, watched a single minute of MJ tape. Like, there's no comparison. MJ the thing was is, like, and forever will be the best. Like MJ, the thing is, like MJ, like you're you're scared of LeBron teams, but you were scared of. Michael Jordan like you the fact that he was on the court you knew you were probably going to lose you know so like yeah I, I do agree with you there I'm like you know it's LeBron might be number two on a lot of people's list but I don't see him I mean unless he wins if he wins a championship with the Lakers you know I would be very happy to put him up at number one <laughs> true MG never played for the Lakers that's, exactly. that's the one thing he's got going exactly for. <laughs> that's a big minus in my book you know, because MJ could have played for the Lakers, uh, but he didn't. So, bump him. If LeBron wins here, uh, LeBron is number one all time behind Kobe. Is LeBron even number two, though? <laughs> like, seriously, like, I don't, uh, I don't know. I'd put it's Will, arguable. I'd put Will Russell over him still. Like, like it's kind of ridiculous because, I mean, it is that long ago and whatever. But he won, like, what was it, 11 championships. Like, I mean, come on now! Like no one, no one else has even come close to doing that. I don't know, man. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Sorry, my my speakers just my earphones just went offline, and then so now my voice is gonna sound weird. Uh, this this conversation has got so off track. I I, I know, but I, I just want to throw in Kareem. You know, Kareem was a six-time MVP, so. Let's 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 remember. Yeah. Forget about him. I'm He's not just not- on Kareem. I think Kareem was just probably the well. He is the best scorer I think ever, and just the most natural scorer like ever to play in the NBA, and like with the most unstoppable shot ever in the NBA. Uh, yeah, and watch Kuzma bring it back. <laughs> you can't compare those two, bad. Like, <laughs> let's not get away. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Kuz, Kuzma's Kareem esque. What are you talking about? Alright, is there anything else you guys want to hit? I've kind of run out of. Um, talk. Come, come on, man! This like, is why I didn't want to host. I had my I had my segment, which was a, a great success, and carried us for <laughs> a solid twenty minutes. <laughs> See, I always come prepared with at least an hour's worth of content, and you you are now sitting. Oh, I, I, got, I got a question. I, I got a question, guys. Okay. Yep. It's the really uh, random question, but I was thinking it when I was watching the Lakers game, right? Who won the trade, uh, uh, Donkic or uh, for the Mavs or the Hawks? Trey Young for Donkic. Mavs, obviously. We yes. don't need to go over this again. Donkic is going to be amazing. Trey Young's going to be. Trey Young is balding at nineteen years old. Like, I mean, come on. <laughs> the Mavs, the Mavs, the Mavs, right now. But uh, we may look back at this in a few years and say that the Hawks won. Because Trey Young's playing pretty damn good, like much better than I thought he would be playing. Yeah. Although he played against the Warriors last night and was at, not last night, the other night, 
and was absolutely dreadful. Actually, it might have been last night. Trey Young is shooting 26% from three. Wow. We do, we do shut me up, Callum. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, like he's in a space where he can make a lot of mistakes, and I think that's good for a young player. And I do, yeah. I, I do see the the, poten- the potential in Trey Young. I do think that he has the ability to be not not as good as Steph Curry. I don't ever want to compare him to that, but like I think a very very good player. That's yeah. I just I love watching Doncic play. Doncic is shooting thirty nine percent from three. By the way. Just as a comparison, yeah. um, but Doncic is awesome. Doncic runs the team so well. Have, have you read these stories about? Apparently, there's kind of a rift in the locker room between like some of the, um, like DeAndre Jordan and yeah. Um, they don't like how good he is. Basically. Yeah, which is Wait, weird what? to me. Like, yeah, that makes no sense. Like, I mean, you should be happy. DeAndre Jordan is the last person who should have a problem with a uh, good rookie. You know? I, I think it might also be like off the court stuff. Like they're they're trying to treat um, Donkic like a rookie, even though like Donkic I think considers himself to be like, I mean he's played professional basketball for like three or four years. Not only so, has he played, he uh, dominated professional basketball in he's Europe. He's been playing professional since he was like fourteen. So yeah, more than yeah. So like, but they're they're trying to like treat him like a rookie, like make him do all his rookie duties and stuff. And I just don't think that I I don't have the sources. Yep. I will say, yep. like so. <laughs> but I'll, um, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you what. They do. should be fetching him lunch and like being his towel boy because he's the future of that team. Like, I mean, I don't care about these rookie. These rookie rules are for second round picks. Okay. You didn't see them doing this stuff to Carl Anthony Towns when he was a rookie? No, because, I mean, when you, your best player is your rookie, it doesn't matter. Like, you can't try to punk your best player because he's going to be playing more minutes than you. What cachet do you have? Unless you're like uh, Vince Carter, who's been there and done that. But DeAndre Jordan, really, like, I mean, go work on your free throws and stop complaining about a player that's, like, ten times better than you. Like, that's just... <laughs> You know. Wise words. Um, I've got a question to end the podcast as well. Um, I was kind of thinking this the other day. Just sorry, just as a quick aside, DeAndre Jordan is shooting eighty-one point three percent from the free throw line. Just, is he? Yeah. Oh, Callum, you got to stop doing this, man. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, Making me look like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Tom. I, I, as, as some people say, stats don't mean anything. So. Um, yeah, my, my final question to kind of end this. Um, I was obviously listening to JJ Reddick's podcast the other day, a very good podcast, um, which I would recommend to anyone also listening to this podcast. Um, like, if you could choose an NBA player that you wish had a podcast, um, who would it be? Joel Embiid. Easy. Joel Embiid, that's, Easy. Good, that's a good one. I like that. Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe I, we were talking about him earlier. Andre Andre Iguodala, like he's a really smart guy. Yeah. I think he would Andre be quite Iguodala interesting. I don't know. I was I was thinking about this. I feel like I don't. You want someone who can have like a decent discussion. Like I feel like Joel Embiid would just be joking around all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, mine mine was actually um, like I think only because I read his like biography recently, um, and like he's not actually a, a current player, but like um, Steve Nash. Like, I think just because he had such an interesting career and, like, kind of the, the two eras that he kind of played in, I, I think is, like, super, super interesting. Um, yeah. So, like, that's kind of... And, like, I think it's, like, an era that people, like... I don't think there are many podcasts with, like, 
former players. Like there, there's obviously guys on like TV and stuff. That seems to be like the kind of roots. Like you see Paul Pierce, Grant Hill, like all these guys on like the jump and stuff. But like there's no guys that kind of have like a podcast other than like Carlos Boozer. Like I don't no really. I mean, like I've not listened to their podcast, so I can't really say much about it. But I don't really care that much about Carlos Boozer's career, to be totally honest. I care more. No. <laughs> I care more about like someone like Steve Nash or like. Maybe if like Grant Hill or someone had a podcast, I'd probably listen to it. But like, yeah, you'd want to you want to hear from like players who actually like great players who like great smart players, you know. And actually, that's a good pick. Grant Hill, Steve Nash, they would be great, great podcasts. I mean, Shaq, Shaq had his, but I think his was a bit too along the lines of what Joel and Beads might be. It was just kind of him joking around all yeah. time. I st- I stopped listening to it. It was kind of. Just the you'd same still, thing. I still hope that it would like. I'd, I'd still probably want it to be like a basketball podcast. Like I, I like JJ Reddick because it's a good mix. Like he has like all these celebrities on. He has like politicians. He had like James Corden on, which is still like one of my favorite podcasts. Um, yeah. And then, um, but then he obviously has like all his teammates on at the same time, and that that to me is always like super interesting because like you, they they go into like the absolute like intricacies of basketball about like how you play. And like what you see on the court that, that you don't get from like a normal basketball commentator, like the guys at Sports Illustrated or Bill Simmons, like yeah, that's what I really like. And I just would love to listen to see what like an older guy who like has been through, like obviously JJ Reddick's like a kind of older guy now, but like mm. you could have the guy who went through his entire career and like saw all these changes and all this kind of stuff. And that's kind of I guess where you're right, Calm. Like it would be awesome to hear like what Andre Aguidala would have to say. Or like, I guess LeBron is probably up there as well. Like, you you kind of want to hear what LeBron has to say. Like, no, I feel like whenever when I feel like LeBron LeBron's too tightly guarded. He'd never say anything very interesting because yeah. he always he's too careful with his words. He's too he selective. Just, yeah, he's yeah. very very selective of what like goes out about him. I don't know. Do you know what? I'd quite like someone like uh, Joe Ingles from the from the Jazz. He yeah. I think he'd be quite because he's had he's had quite a. Uh, roller coaster ride of a career, you know, starting off not and not, you know, he was a, you know, in Europe for a long time, and uh, then on the bench, then has kind of become a star in Utah. So I feel like he'd have some good perspective and stuff and some interesting stories. I feel like you'd want someone like that, but I don't know. Have you guys ever listened to the what's the one with Channing Fry and? Oh, oh shit, yeah. Uh, oh, what's it called? Road to Air, uh, Road something. I'm not uh, road trip. To, I'm not road listening trip. to that. I, I, road not, tripping, road tripping. Now no, that I'm road... calling out for an old guy podcast, I might, I might listen to that. One, it used know. to be really good. I used to really enjoy it when they were, they, they were all, when they were both on the cabs because they used to just get in like it used to be they would just do it on like the plane or whatever, and then like random people would join in oh, and okay. they'd get really good conversations. But it, it's kind of it's gone off a cliff a bit, especially since they traded Channing Fry and then there was two separate podcasts, but it just like wasn't the same. So cool. All right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> thanks very much for listening to the six man podcast if you've made it this long i'm very impressed uh going <laughs> getting through all our bullshit talk about who was better bill russell or lebron james oh there's a fox outside my house oh weird oh sorry man. there's a fox <laughs> hey mr fox shout out the fox but yeah um go follow go subscribe to the fbbl podcast subscribe to this podcast give us a rate give us a review if you haven't already um retweet our shit when we put it out that's the best way you can help us kind of spread to more people um other than that just thanks very much for listening to the six man podcast